0: to Jeremiah show.
1: I believe in life everlasting i believe it's ours to choose for all the rest of my time on this earth i choose to live to the fullest of my potential i wake each day to another adventure and i seek the wisdom it offers that is the truth of me the joy i feel in that commitment has provided me with purpose love meaning and excitement this is what I share, and this is what I care about. That's Anne Haege. My very special guest today is Heather Duffy Boylston. She's the founder of the Duffy Company. Um, it's she was Anne's publicist, and probably more importantly, her best friend for many, many years. Heather's here to talk about Anne's new book, "Call Me Anne." Um. And the time that I, I, I met Anne with Heather, I, I actually went back to our first emails, Heather. Uh, we, okay. I went back January 29th in 2021 uh, was when we first met. And I will never forget walking out the building. You were there to do a show, your podcast with Anne and my show uh, with Mariel Hemingway. And I remember walking out the back door, and you pull, both pull up, and you both jump out. And I'm a little bit nervous, and Anne just she bounces like a like a bunny. <laughs> she bounced over, gave me a huge hug, and it was like we'd known each other forever. I mean, that's. That's Anne. That was just incredible. Her, her, her energy and that, that description that she put the forward forward of her new book uh, you know, really describes who she was and how she was. Uh, I think um, that Anne was po- quite possibly the sweetest, most kind, and smartest, under, underline, 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 person that I'd ever met and have ever met she was vulnerable though at the same time um and that honesty which was uh, even sometimes at a fault uh was what i loved i think the most about her um she did make living an art form didn't she
2: she absolutely did she Uh, she made the most of her time on this earth yeah and, and, and left a lasting impact too
1: I don't think I've ever met anybody and I met a lot of people and so of you <laughs> that loved life like she did um, it just it really wasn't someone uh, she wasn't someone that just said that she was actually you could see it in her eyes and her and her energy um, so we had
2: a fabulous time by the way on that trip to go do your show um, Jeremiah does the show in in Santa Barbara and we're in Los Angeles so we made a weekend trip of it. And fell in love with Santa Barbara and just, it's one of our, one of the most fun memories I have with her is, is, that weekend it was, you know, COVID had kind of lifted a little bit. So we were, you know, let loose. Um, and, uh, we just had a fantastic, fantastic time. We stayed at the Californian
1: is mm-hmm.
2: that or hotel California. And, uh, oh, we just had so much fun.
1: I just drove by, I got, I was in the stoplight and I looked over to my left and I saw, the California, the hotel California. And I saw where I dropped you guys off there in the front and, you know, just like it all rolled back over me again, hit me like a wave. I think one of the most, since you brought it up and I'll I'll talk, I'll mention it real quick. The One of the memories that I will cherish and will stand out of my top 10 was sitting, there was a wait at the restaurant. We were at the boathouse and so we grabbed cocktails and we walked down to that bench do you remember that right there on the edge of the of the yes. sea and uh, we had a bla- i grabbed a blanket i think you two were cold and i grabbed a blanket from the jeep and came back and we uh and sat in the middle and spread it over all of us and i just remember thinking how cool is that I, <laughs> i'm hanging out with you guys and it's it's comfortable you know it just it's the moon i remember the moon was full over the ocean it was just a great memory
2: was and w- when we had dinner later, she busted your chops on something. <laughs>
1: oh, you can but, bring that up, <laughs> yeah. What was it? I, I, I the, can't remember exactly. Oh, you re- like, oh,
2: Ann, leave me alone.
1: <laughs> no, no, thanks a lot, Heather. <laughs> that's that's how it's gonna be, huh?
2: <laughs> it's funny, though. It was, it was
1: funny. funny. So, okay, I'll tell this. Uh, I've told it before, but I'll tell it quickly. Um, uh, I said, and don't ever do this. This is a cautionary tale if you meet. A movie star. I really admired Anne. I actually had, I told it in the story, I had, a, I had a crush. I don't think I told you guys that, but when I was in college at USC, I would go see all her films. I thought all of her films. So I say to her at the table, I just, <laughs> I just love everything you do. I've seen everything you do. You're so great. You know, that kind of thing. And Anne, like deadpan, like paused, looked me right in the eye and she she said, you've seen everything? And then started quizzing me on films I hadn't seen, and I had not seen everything. I and then I went back to IMDb. I think later that night, still red in the face and flustered, and 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 realized that I had missed quite a few films. But
2: you know what? What's what's really funny to me about that too is that the ongoing joke with me and Ann was that I didn't see any of our films. Like I've seen, (laughs) I I saw everything that we've done. You know, in the last since we we've been working together, but like I hadn't. I had I still haven't seen a lot of her films and I'm it and 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 I'm grateful that I get to watch them now and I haven't gotten to the point where um I can do that without being sad you know my good friends put together after her passing like a tribute one in the backyard with a big screening of 6 days 7 nights first time I really saw it I think and um <laughs> and it was it was very emotional um but it 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 was it was like our our joke she's like you're my publicist but you have like i don't have time okay fine i'll watch them you know but but so i hadn't seen i hadn't seen, but i openly admitted that i hadn't seen them yeah
1: i i just did that stupid thing that everybody does it goes. i love you and everything you've ever been i've seen you and everything you've ever done and then and by
2: the way, she didn't see anything she was ever in either we watched <laughs> we would we watch we clips of six days and seven nights because i was like wait you can watch like i would pull up a a, a just like the YouTube versions where we could watch a minute of it. There was, I can't remember. There was something we wanted to watch like one part of that movie. And she's like, I should really watch this. movie."
1: Wait a minute. (laughs) Anne never watched six days, seven
2: nights. I mean, she probably did at the premiere, but it was really hard to get her to sit through a movie premiere. Like she, I can, I can think of (laughs) one movie premiere that she sat through and that was best of enemies. She sat through that.
1: What Um, what did you hold her down? She she didn't. She
2: didn't. (laughs) Yeah. She didn't. Um, She didn't
1: watch her movies that's interesting well um (laughs) you know so um uh she was one night she was home with atlas and they were watching they were popping in i think jurassic park or something kind of or maybe it was a superhero movie i forget but i was actually we text each other i said i'm and i shot her my television screen and i watched six days seven nights again um And I shot, I said, look what I'm watching. And she said, oh, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. We're watching this. But um, she's, that's so funny to think.
2: I mean, she, she did. I shouldn't say she didn't see any of her movies. She did. There were certain ones that she really wanted to see how they would turn out. Um, And so she really, she watched, she watched those. But for the most part, um, you know, she, 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 she actually passed not having seen some of the movies that came out, which is a bummer.
1: Well, thank you for bringing that moment up where I embarrassed myself with one of my heroes. <laughs> um, don't ever do that. Don't tell someone you've seen everything they've ever been. Well, it and, all ended
2: fine. <laughs> you guys ended up being good friends. Yes, so. we did. All uh, fine. Yeah.
1: So I, I put in the dates. Um, I wanted. I, I'm like, okay, she impacted me that much. And I'm not just saying that because we're talking about her. I mean, she impacted me. Uh, um, some of the things that I just described there a lot and, and made an imprint right on, on my life in a short time. So I typed in the dates. I'm like, how long did I know her really? And from January 29th to August 11th, that was uh 560 days. Now that sounds a little weird that I t- did that. Right. But I, I wanted to know one year, six months, 14 days. And then I thought we really, then I went back to our very first text messages where we, you know, started talking more. And uh, that was March 23rd. That's 507 days. Like, who in your life does make such an impact in a short amount of time? And I would say in all that time, there's maybe seven days that we hung out, you know? So um, with her busy schedule during that time. So it was just it's just incredible. Um, I felt like, she did you feel this way heather where she accepted you like she really looked at you and and not through you and accepted who you were as a human being you could like feel it in her eyes she just yeah. was accepting nobody,
2: nobody had to be anything other than their exact self in her presence and she made it safe and okay to be exactly who you are and really like who you are and celebrate who you are and like light up when she saw you she was just um so so accepting and had an ability to like see people's true selves and um and almost guide you to a place of safety in that you know so that that everybody knew that you know when they were in her presence they could just be exactly Who they are, and 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 that was a very very special and unique quality that she has that's hard to articulate. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you know, you know.
1: know. Yeah, yeah. I think you. I think that words. uh, You felt safe with her. Uh, That's really true. That's right on. Um, There's no one. I don't think Heather. There's probably not another person in this world that knew Anne like you did. Um, Who was Anne Heche? The Anne Hase, you know.
2: She was an incredible, an incredible human being that came into a room and just filled it completely with her love and light and humor. She was somebody who valued honesty, uh, who valued kindness, who was never starstruck or um, despite being in the business her entire, since she was 18, she was not motivated by fame or greed. She was motivated by kindness and honesty and um, gave as much attention and friendship to the people on the crew of movies as she did to you know the the leading star that she played against she was she she valued she valued everybody despite their their status or fame um she found fun in everything you know we used to say that we were the the party on the way to the party we had just as much fun getting ready to go somewhere or on our way there as we did once we got there sometimes even more fun so she was she was just able to spin fun out of Anything. She was somebody who, despite having so many challenges in her life, she was still able to wake up every day with such profound optimism and um, zest for life that 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 is truly um, inspiring and was contagious.
1: Mm -hmm. For sure. Did you? Were you? um, Did you draw from her energy? Did her energy? help you yeah, in ab- life
2: absolutely I, but i will say this and i think i've said this before maybe on 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 my podcast that she it was also exhausting to be in her presence yeah she uh, because she had so much energy and you had a, you you would you know rise up to meet her energy that i i found you know especially you know early on when we started working together i i built a tolerance for it as years went on but but you would just be very tired and it was funny because i would see like our poor podcast producer when he first started coming to do the show i would see him like packing up and he just would look exa- i'm like i know it's gonna get easier you're exhausted i know it's her, her, you know and and then i also make this joke all the time my dog even my dog would absorb her energy and um he would just <laughs> after she would walk out the door and he would just like collapse at the door and just you know <laughs> fall asleep. And sometimes I'd make the joke. She would be coming from downtown and passing by where I live, you know, on her way into town. And and I'd say, can you just come over for fifteen minutes? I, I need I need Soba to sleep. You know, I'm going out tonight, and I need I need him <laughs> to get his energy out. And all you got to do is come, just come hang, just have one drink here, like chat for fifteen minutes, and that'll wear him out till tomorrow.
1: <laughs> She's a so, yeah, she was a force. Her energy
2: was contagious, but also, it, it was tiring.
1: Yeah. She was a force. She's, she's yeah. a, she's a planet. She's, I don't know what she is. She's it's a, in, in constant unless, motion. Yeah. In constant motion. And I asked you, Heather, one time I said, does she just like eventually just when she crashes, she crash, she crashes yeah. like she's yeah. out. Cause yeah, she, she must would, just yeah. wear herself out.
2: That's that she, she would. <laughs> that is true. Well, I didn't make early morning meetings for her. That is definitely true.
1: yeah like a rock star she's yeah afternoons i like that i like that about her too um you guys relied on each other right you're you were
2: yeah we were a team we were you know we were we we had a production company together that we were starting some projects with we you know i was her publicist we had our podcast together um and you know we 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 were we were moms together, you know, and and right. took care of our kids together. And my kids would often go pick up her son if we were running late on something, or you know, we 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 were a we were a we were a family.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're referring to Atlas and Homer, her two sons, um,
2: and my two kids, and your
1: them. two kids. Yeah, I mean, you guys really you you probably are looked at as their mom in a way, their surrogate mom. And and speaking of which
2: Atlas is texting me right now and I need to make sure
1: that, um, (laughs) well, we're going to take a break. So I'll let you answer that text. Let me tell you about uh, the book a little bit here. We're going to talk about the book with, with Heather here in a moment. It's call me. Ann. now her first book was call me crazy. And I remember at that same restaurant on that beach at the boathouse that night, um, it came up that, that the people called the first book was call me crazy. And People called her crazy. There was a whole moment in time there where things kind of fell apart. The story's a long longer than we can tell here before break, but it really h- hurt Anne that people called her crazy, and it hurt her. And I felt it, and I just felt like I, I felt hurt. And um, and when I would mention, you know, we're Anne Hae, we're hanging out with Anne Hae, or Anne Hae is on the show in a fun way people go oh she's she's funny she's crazy and I I would stop them like after I'd heard that for man, don't that I heard her feelings well the, the the title of the book is called call me and now which is I think a play a play on that call me crazy don't call me crazy more call me Ann. Oh no
2: it's a definite it's a jab
1: yeah yeah
2: and <laughs> all the people who did it's a it's a like okay Call
1: me Ann. and that's all she deserves to be called. And I mean, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll fist fight somebody for that one. <laughs> Don't call her crazy. I'll, you know, she's the smartest, one of the best people I've ever met. So, who are you to call anybody, <laughs> anything? You know, she. I wish she would. I wish she could have seen the love and the and hopefully the respect she gets from the book. It's a great book. This memoir by Anne H is as personal as it gets, offering a peek inside the mind. Of the late Emmy Award winning actress, director, and author of the New York Times bestseller, Call Me Crazy. Call Me Anne is the sequel to Anne Hache's first book, Call Me Crazy. And it's a memoir consisting of personal anecdotes of her rise to fame, how Harrison Ford became her onset mentor, bless you, Harrison Ford, her relationship with Ellen DeGener- uh, DeGeneres her encounter with Harvey Weinstein, her history of childhood sexual abuse, her relationship with God, her journey to love herself and more. This is part memoir and part self-acceptance workbook. Anne's personal stories are interwoven with poems, prompts and exercises that got Anne through tough times. Readers are encouraged to try them as they navigate their own journey to self-love acceptance, forgiveness, and faith. Call me, Ann. You can pick up the book. I looked online. It is available everywhere. I know you were at Barnes & Noble the other night. Pick up a copy. Anywhere you can get a copy, please do yourself a favor. This is a really terrific book. You can follow Ann on Instagram at Ann Heche. I think Homer has taken over her account. Um, And the book was dedicated to Homer. Homer Heche. Atlas Hache Tupper, and Heather Duffy, who joins us today on the show, and says the proof that love is real, these people that she dedicated the book to.
3: This was his first public appearance since his mother's passing, and what a kid. His message, one of gratitude. Quote, I cannot put into words how grateful I am or how much I miss her. Anne's 13-year-old son, Atlas, appeared alongside his father, James Tupper, as his new interview and these poignant photos were revealed in the Los Angeles Inquisitor's cover story. Atlas says, my mom was the brightest person I've ever known. James was Anne's longtime boyfriend, starring together in the show, Men in Trees. Are you sure about that? He told the Inquisitor, Anne was the very definition of light in our lives, always bringing fun, love, and energy. It's been five months since Anne's tragic death. Her car crashed into this Los Angeles home. She passed a little more than a week later.
2: I want a picture with Atlas.
3: Last night, Atlas met with fans and friends like actress Justina Machado and signed copies of his mother's memoir, which has just been released, Call Me Anne, a follow-up to her first book, Call Me Crazy. The
4: flip side is the practice of how to get over abuse and how to start the process of living in love with yourself. She
3: talked about healing through writing last year on the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast. Inside her new memoir, she says she regrets not fighting back against Harvey Weinstein when he allegedly exposed himself to her in the early 90s. And she calls Ellen the first and only woman she loved, claiming she was blacklisted by Hollywood after they made their red carpet debut.
2: And rewrote the script of her life many times.
3: Good friend, Heather Duffy, who helped complete the book, read this poem that Anne had written. Mistakes
2: are teachers, learning a must, detours God's actions that lead us to trust. She showed us how to lead with kindness, how to lead with love, how to lead with honesty, how to embrace humans and do it all while having fun.
5: He's so young, he's 13 years old, I felt so good that he could have his own voice
3: finally heard. Longtime friend, fashion stylist, Derek Warburton is the man behind the Inquisitor and spoke with us about the importance of the memoir to Anne. She was so full
5: of light and love and she really wanted people to know the real truth about her life and, you know, besides what they thought about her life. She stood up for equality and really groundbreaking. It changed the world and you can't take that away from her.
4: fancy cars and their limousines Been high in the Rockies Under the evergreens I know what I'm needing And I don't want to waste more time I'm in a New York state of mind
0: hi i'm shadow stevens while i'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time i'm having a great time on the jeremiah show the greatest show in the history of the world for the love of god subscribe no seriously subscribe
4: hi there everybody this is ann H- hi i'm
3: Marielle hemingway and you're listening to the
4: jeremiah show please visit me at marielhemingway.co
2: or the all for one club and join the barefoot
3: challenge
5: Hey everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack, telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freevee, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three.
0: Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. I'm visited today by uh, a friend, good friend of mine. We haven't seen each other in a few months. It's been tough um, since we lost our good friend Anne Heche. uh Ann Haish's new book is out though, and it's called "Call Me Anne." It's a really great read. You got to pick up a copy. Um, Heather, welcome back. Uh, we're we're celebrating Anne though. I mean, that's what she would. Uh, that's what she would want. She would want to, if she was here with us, she'd be giggling and laughing and telling jokes and, and keeping us in stitches. So, um, we can't do it as well as her, but we'll, we'll try. <laughs> so uh, the, the book, now she was writing the book. Uh, she actually sent me a chapter last uh, early f- summer one the first chapter and was telling me about how, tell us a little bit about how the book plays out because we mentioned it in the, in the jacket here. Um, it's part memoir and part self-acceptance workbook, um, yes. which I think is very unique. And then she sent me the chapter to show, you know, talk about it, which talked about love. Uh, and I thought it was fascinating her, her take and her her gospel, I guess it is, the, the, the new religion that she wanted to create right. based around love. Can you, can you explain a little bit about how about the book?
2: Yes, I think, you know, this second book was a journey for her and she sort of had many iterations of it over the years, I think. And um, she was very important to her to help others overcome, you know, struggles and abuse and, and wanted to share the things that she learned that helped her. Um, and so that was really the focus of the book. And when we did, when we did the Better Together podcast, she, she, you know, we learn from a lot of experts and we talk to a lot of people and the focus of the podcast was really improving people's lives, you know, and, and we do that through sharing our stories and our struggles. And so I think that really inspired her to f- frame the book in in the way that she did. And she also, she really wanted the book to be fun. You know, she wanted it to be to have her because shocker, right? <laughs> she wanted it to have she didn't want it to be heavy. She didn't want it she didn't want it to be, you know, preachy. depressing and preachy. Yeah. Yes. And so it, it it has her her lightness and her fun in it. Um and so she told stories um about her life that impacted her and people who 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 came to her her defense in some instances and um and so yeah she just she she gives exercises of things to do whether it's just dance freely or you know use artwork or use music or you know all the things that inspired her because she was you know she was such an artist and such a you know a, a performer and and so creative
1: yeah and creativity was never
2: and um and you know like the, for instance she has um her 20 commitments and there there was one uh one of her commitments was one that we we would always uh have conversations about and and um i was you know it's her i was i still am very protective of her it's just in my dna and um one of her commitments was to create a community of zero tolerance, and what she meant by that is we tolerate abuse, we tolerate hate too much in our in our world, and we need to stop tolerating that. Of course, me from a PR perspective, I'm like, people are going to misunderstand what you're saying, you know, you can't say that. And um, I even tried to, I think I even tried to change it in the book. <laughs> But for some reason, like when the final copy came out, there it was. I'm like, yeah, of course, you found some way to do that from the other side. Like, you know, delete my email with the edit or something.
4: Um,
2: uh, because I wanted it to say, you know, create a community of zero tolerance of hate or abuse. I can't remember what I had, what I had said. But but the thing of it is, is, is written in the way that she wrote it, it actually makes you think more. And it makes you have this discussion. And that was like the the amazing thing with Ann is that that maybe on first glance, you would think like, what is she saying? What, huh? But it makes you dig deeper and think more deeply about an issue. And that's, that's sort of an example of that.
1: Yes. Uh, We had that dinner downtown, you know, down the street from her house at the proper there on the rooftop one night. And she talked about that. She talked, she uh, for hours, she talked about, her philosophies on various things and i'm telling you i wish I, I wish i had a transcript because i i would like to revisit she made so much sense and she right. she had um ideas that were beyond ideas of like uh, like she's a philosopher in a way she's a a, um,
2: a a thousand percent
1: yeah and 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 a voice that I wish that should have been heard more. I think, do you feel like, and did she feel like she was discounted or brushed aside sometimes because she was such so creative and, and she had, and she had to get all these thoughts out so quickly. Yes. And, and if you followed them, they were brilliant. They, they made total sense and they made, they were brilliant and you were lucky to be in that area. To yeah, but listen. you had
2: to follow them. And, to f- and so, so, and yeah it's a push pull on that like sometimes i feel like maybe i maybe i tamped her down too much because i was so i was so worried about how she was going to be received
1: um Mm -hmm. you're doing your job
2: yeah but but yes and
1: um so i I don't know i
2: feel a certain sort of a way about that because i don't know um but yeah you know she would talk so fast and so so uh and her brain would go faster than you know, the words that came out and, and, um, but, but you do, if you did follow her from the beginning and the thing that I think that's so remarkable about her is that she was saying the same thing that she said, you know, 25, 30 years ago, she, her message is the same. It's always been love and honesty and kindness. And, um, her, her, her quest to get there has been kind of her life's work,
1: She's a warrior too, don't you think? I mean, um, I asked her the question did, did people, did she feel that people maybe sometimes were discounting or, 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 and then she could probably see in their eyes, they were like, What are you talking about? I can't, you're so energetic you know, or whatever. What, I don't know. Did she ever I mention that, that she, to you?
2: I saw it. And, um, uh, uh, and that for me, that was always like the litmus test of somebody who, I really liked or was gonna be let in is is the way they responded to her because you would see the people who didn't get it Mm -hmm. and look at her with judgment. Right. And I would and 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 it was like, oh, you've just flagged yourself on who you are. Right. Thanks, got it. Um but I think she was less concerned about what other people thought. And more so so I don't think she saw it as much. You know, she didn't follow herself on social media, like on, on you know, <laughs> there were no Google alerts that she was reading. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't follow um, any sort of media about herself.
1: Um, yeah, and, and you so, know what she said to me one time, Heather, I said, I saw some photos on Facebook of, of you and your boys and you're younger. She goes, I'm on Facebook.
2: <laughs>
1: I laughed so hard. Yeah,
2: so she, yeah, she, she, uh, <laughs> she wasn't concerned with that kind of stuff. She had bigger, She had, you know, she had bigger life's work to do. And so, um, you know, it's so bittersweet now because she would have just loved this time with the book coming out. And, um, it was, it was almost complete, but it wasn't, you know, totally complete. And it was actually, you know, it was a beautiful thing, how the book came together in the end and guided me to a lot of, um, the the content that was in there, that first, um, thing that you read in the opening. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that I found like on one of our notebooks mm-hmm. on my desk in my office after she had passed when I and and when I read it, I'm like, this is the perfect way to open the book. And y- and Ann, and Anne has a good friend, um, Lisa Light, who Anne actually dedicated uh Call Me Crazy to. And so her and I, uh, she happened to be an editor, and so her and I were able to like really talk over the phone and and um and really kind of work out the parts that were missing because Lisa goes way back with her back to, you know, Anne's early twenties. And so it was just sort of, and I didn't know, I didn't know Lisa until we were able to come together in this horrible time and, you know, piece together the parts of the book that, that were missing. Um, And we both really felt Anne with us uh, during that time.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you. Have you felt her since? And and is she still there with you? Uh, she's been there so close to you for so long. I imagine it feels like you you lost an arm or something or a yeah, appendage. She's here
2: right now, as a matter of fact. Um, I I I um. It's been a very strange thing for me because. I am not um while I'm spiritual enough, I'm not and I believe in afterlife and I believe in all that. It's not something that I've ever experienced and and it was something that Anne was always very interested in is you know um is in the you know the the other the other world that's out there um but I said to her once, you know, and i can I can't remember what the context was, and I think it might have even been on one of our podcasts. I said, you know, if you died, you haunt the s-h-i-t out of me wouldn't you and she said well you definitely feel me and so um i i i feel her from the top of my head to my feet at moments of like an electricity that i can't describe and it's when i'm and it's when i'm saying something about her that i know she would like it's it's when i was you know it 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 comes in moments that make so much so much sense to me and. and and she she finds other ways to come in um i i I told this story on on my podcast but right after she passed like the week after she passed my son was um starting school and and he needed a haircut and he goes to a jesuit catholic school that if their hair is too long they get they get a they get what's called jug which means justice under god they get in trouble right Mm. so like in the midst of all of this i had to get henry a haircut and so i texted the woman who'd been cutting his hair you know to come over and and cut his hair so when she arrives she looks familiar but it's not the person um who cuts henry's hair and um (laughs) she looked familiar i'm like i she had all of her stuff to cut hair and my son is looking at me like deer in the headlights because he's a you know 17 year old boy who really cares about his haircut
1: don't bring in somebody and new.
2: I look, so I look, <laughs> I look at my text. So I set them up and, you know, Henry's still kind of looking at me. And I, so I look back at my text exchange with her to like, go back further and say like, who is this? It is the woman who did Anne's hair on dancing with the stars that Anne loved completely different name than who normally cuts Henry's hair, completely wow. different name. So I, for whatever reason, texted her and she, she, And and I said to Henry, you know, to calm him down, I'm like, now, Henry, you know, Tiffany did Anne's hair on Dancing with the Stars. And he's like, oh, (laughs) so also I'm thinking at the time, like, how weird is this that I text this woman to come do Henry's hair, you know, and she comes and not only does she come, but she brings me these three stones um, like uh, like crystals, you know, that for for peace and calm and clarity Mm -hmm. and and. And when she gave them to me, I hadn't been able to write my post for Anne's pathing on Instagram. I just, I just didn't have the, it was just so, I just couldn't do yeah. it. And while she was cutting Henry's hair, I put those in my hand and I just went back and I like just free form, just right away wrote my Instagram post. Just the words like kind of came through me. Mm. And um, later, um, later, a couple months later, A medium approached me, um, and that's a whole other story, but one of the things she said to me was, Anne wants you to know that she found a way to get you these stones for calm, like, she's like, I don't know what she means, but, you know, one is green, one is white, one is pink, That's literally what they Uh were, for calm, clarity, you know, so, Uh so she, she, there's a lot of different ways that she's coming, she's coming through. And that's just one example uh, of it.
1: She's too powerful to not to just leave it alone. She's got to, uh, yeah. she's got and, and, le- <laughs> and my
2: life too. She's like, I, I feel, and I, you know, I feel um, I was, I was saying to somebody, you know, like since she passed, I just have like no fear. I, nothing scares me. Nothing intimidates me. I had to do things that I've never done before. I was never the front facing person in, in our operation, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't comfortable with it. It's not where I wanted to be. So, you know, having to do the audio for her book and having to um, do the book reading the other, the other night, you know, standing up there in front of all those people and, you know, and, and doing, you know, interviews and, and, and um, it's not, it's, she always pushed me there always she we would be on a red carpet and she would like push me on like i don't want to there's no need i'm not (laughs) trying to you know um but the point of what i'm what i'm rambling on is that is that i just don't have any fear i don't have any fear about doing anything and so when i was saying this to a friend they said well you know who that sounds like don't you and i'm like oh so she is like she is a part of me i've somehow embodied that no fear mentality that she has and I'm very grateful. Um, I'm very grateful for that.
1: Anne and Heather, they're better together. And Anne is, oh, no <laughs> Anne, right.
2: she's still with, Literally, me. I, I, totally, more.
1: I totally believe that she's still with you. And I totally believe um, that, you know, that she's, she, I love that you got, um, some strength. You're her, you, you took over, you're the warrior. Now you're the, you're out there and you're and you're you're still protecting her and i love that and we're celebrating heather and duffy boylston and i are here today just celebrating ann and and first time we've caught up since her passing and um and her life i mean should just be she should just be thought of with love and affection and um and admiration Uh, she was one of a kind and if you if you didn't get we were lucky. We won the lottery. We got to meet Anne and know Anne and you more than anyone, Heather. Um, uh, but it didn't matter how long you knew her, she impacted you. Um, if you, if you. If you met her in person, there's a way that you can get to know Anne. It's not, not too late at all. Her book is Call Me Ann and I, I encourage you. Um, there's so much garbage out there, but Anne really brought a lot of truth and a lot of, um, practices that she shares in this book with you to help, to help you. It's tough out there. And, um, everybody has a warrior. Anne Heche is your, your, your warrior. And, uh, Heather Duffy Boylston is my special guest. We will be right back from this break. Ch- go now. Pick up a copy of Call Me Anne by Anne Haitian.
4: I've made a lot of bad calls where you were concerned. I never should have kept the secret from you about Donna and Jake's affair. And I also know that well, I did do a lot of right things where the trial was concerned, but I really thought we had gotten past no, all that. But I really thought that we had. So, we have. Oh, well then, what's your problem? Would you please let me get a sentence in? Sure. Sorry. <sighs> I just wanted you to know how important you've been to me all along. Oh. You did? Yes. Uh, we're a lot alike. We we look alike. But the similarities kind of in there. I don't know too many people that would agree well, with they you. They don't see what I see.
0: Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on CORE Radio. Keep on rocking to the CORE. CORE Radio, the Jeremiah Show, airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. Core Radio. rocks.
5: Hi, I'm Andras Jones from Radio 8 Ball, and you're listening to the Jeremiah Show, and I'm so excited that they are being so supportive of my new record, All You
2: Get. Hi, I'm Heather Duffy, my good friend Ann Heche wrote a book that's out now. It's called Call Me Ann. You can read it and find out why she was such an amazing human being. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show.
0: And we're back with The Jeremiah Show.
1: Back to the Jeremiah Show, if you're just joining us, we are spending uh, the hour with Heather Duffy Boyleson. She was the publicist um, for Anne Heche for many, many years, uh, but they were more than that. They were also best friends, which must have at sometimes been hard to juggle those two positions <laughs> and uh, do it successfully. But she sure did. Um, the The company, her company is the Duffy you go to DuffyCo.com it's the Duffy company Um, it's a full service PR marketing and community relations firm in Los Angeles Um, we're talking about Ann and how Ann's still with you and then we're talking about her book she was so excited that I'm speaking personally um, I said about the book coming out in January, January, January it's coming out in January I um, it makes uh, I want to be happy, but it makes me sad that she didn't get to see the great reviews and the and the um, and the and the love that that the book is getting. Uh, Call me Anne is the title. You, you had to finish up, Heather. You had to finish some of the chapters and to get it to the publisher.
2: Yes, um, we just kind of had to tie it up a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, you know, I wish that I, you know, there's a lot I wanted to th- talk to her about. And, you know, we actually had a meeting on Monday to go over everything. Um, and, you know, she was probably, you know, and she the accident was on a Friday. And, um, you know, she was probably working on it that day. A part of me thinks she was going for a drive to, um, to work out a chapter or something because um, she would do, we both we're drivers and thinkers we'd go for Mm -hmm. for a drive to to think things through so um yeah
1: most of us abandon our dreams for adulthood but she never did um she told me some fantastic things that she still wanted to do she wanted to be a comedian and uh and 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 create a a, you know whole act and go out on tour Um, one of the things that really um, I, that I latched to when we talked about radio, she loved her podcast with you, uh, better together with Ann and Heather, but you can find and still listen to thankfully. Isn't that great with it? The things like that are left behind so that you can still hear. Yeah. I've hear recorded her.
2: new episodes and we're going to see what we're going to do. We're still kind of figuring out, um, the, the path forward for better together.
1: Are you going to keep it going? Do you think I hope
2: we're, we're, we're discussing okay. we're discussing it but i i i know that's what ann would want um so um and and i feel a real sense of responsibility to the tribe that we created um and it and we continue to communicate um you know through through social media and mm-hmm. i've I put up um a couple episodes since ann's passing and um
1: and i listened to, to your first one back more. it was powerful yeah yeah um well okay well we'll stay tuned for that and the um one of the things she was interesting interesting was your the podcast was doing really well you were talking to a big media company that was the last time that i saw ann and everybody together um podcast was doing well it's just it's a great podcast it's a lot of fun uh, a lot of good stuff in there um now by the way
2: she still sits next to me in those couple ones that i did She's like, I have her chair and mic set up and I, and, and, and crazy things happen with, with lights and technology. And it's, it's, um, so she's still, she's still, she's still, she's still coming into the podcast.
1: Uh, I've never, I haven't mentioned this, but that, that time we had dinner, she does something with light. What is that called? i watched it i witnessed it and it was the most amazing she was, thing of
2: it was she bringing down the light she wanted to do a whole she she was very um um very interested in capturing light and the way light moves and how and energy she, she had a very a very deep interest i mean there was you called her a philosopher but she was also a bit of a scientist um she was very interested in, in metals and mercury and how they played on light. And, um, and so I, it's funny. I just see light in, in, you know, I could, I could take a picture of her. And so many times there was a light in the picture and people would be like, what is, I'm like, it's really hard to get a picture of her because you're going to see some sort of light in it. And, and, um, And so now I put up a picture on my Instagram um, the other day as I was getting ready for uh, the book signing and there's just this immense light behind me. And it was very funny because we'd close the drapes because the, you know, the sun was, you know, so it was totally dark yet there's this in the photo, there's this bright light behind me. And um, so, yes, light was, light was something very, um, very meaningful to her.
1: So let me describe, I, I haven't mentioned this ever anywhere. I, I'm, I'm even hesitant to mention it now here, um, but, but she put her hand up and then she moved. It was like a, like a red, the red moved throughout, like her hand got darker red color. Like the blood came up to, and I looked, I looked all around. I'm like, is there a, is she playing off a light somewhere in the, in the restaurant? Is she, it, it it was, and then it, and then it would like, went, went to her head and her face, it moved on her and she, w- I don't know how to describe it, well, but it was see, the most amazing thing. And I couldn't believe I was witnessing it actually.
2: Here's the thing is that, 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 you know, she was, she was ridiculed her whole life for talking about, you know her connection to other dimensions and all of that. And when we did the Tyler Henry show, I thought it was so remarkable to see him as somebody who's so celebrated for his being able to be a medium in that craft I'm not. She wasn't a medium or anything like that, but she did have a, she did have a special connection to the universe in a way that nobody else does, but, but, but to see him celebrated for it. And then her sitting next to him thinking like she was made, nobody understood what she was, what she was saying, but she did have a gift and 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 a deep connection in a way that I can't explain. I can't describe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she once she she embodied energy in a way that was incredibly unique. She once stood and 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 she was trying to describe. She's like, I have a lot of energy, you know. And she said, "Stand back, Heather." And she put out her hands, and she was on the other side of the room, and I put out my hands, and I felt an electric shock in my hands. And so it's just, and that's why the energy that I feel now is so um, undeniably her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I can't explain it, but, 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 but look like Anne is 100% about truth and honesty. So I'm not going to pretend that that wasn't a part of who she was. Um, She was somebody that, that was incredibly because she was so open she was incredibly connected um, to the world in a way that I don't know how to explain.
1: I, I was a witness, and I and I mean I'm I'm the biggest skeptic in the world, and I don't Same. you know I don't <laughs> believe anything, and <laughs> I don't care. I don't and I watched it, and I went wow, and she and then I also watched her. She would get, like
2: that we were talking about this, by the way. This was the kind of stuff that I was scared for her to talk about, yeah, because I thought that she would be misunderstood um
1: you know what f them if they misunderstand her i feel like i feel protective like you do just you know i
2: also feel like it's it's done the judgment on Anne hache is over from this moment forward you know from 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 this book dropping on the shelves Mm -hmm. the time for judgment on her has expired and it is now time for people to remember her for the incredible human being she was, for the incredible talent she was, for the incredible impact she made on this world, how she she moved the needle of self acceptance and um, and and inclusion and equality yes. and um, in a way that that very few people. Uh, have it have been able to do so? She deserves now, in her passing, the respect Damn right. and reverence
1: I, I um that
2: she ever got in this in this life.
1: Th- what she did for for <sighs> gay people, you know, for all those different. Yeah. F- f- I mean, she was a. I mean, what she did, they everyone. <laughs> Should be thanking all the different letters. Right. Should be I thanking- Remember
2: back then. Back then, you were either gay or you were straight, and there was nothing in between. And Anne was standing up for something um that was unheard of. It was, yeah. gen- you know, she stood up for gender-free love, and 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 she did it when you know her backstory—that her father was a closeted gay man and lived that lie. So for Anne that that's why she was so obsessed with the truth and truth telling because she was raised in a family of lies and she believed that those lies ultimately killed many many of her family members in 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 in, in, in indirect ways and so when she met ellen and ellen was so um open and free it, it made a lot of sense. And she, she writes about this in the book. You can, you can read that in the book. What, why, you know, she basically says, nobody ever circled back and asked me why Ellen. And she answers that question in this book.
1: She, uh, that that's, I'm, I'm keep going back to the same dinner. I mean, what a great dinner, right? look how all the things that were, that came out of that, that were, that were communi- um communicating and, and um, discussing together and th- about her. Uh, when I, I did the podcast, uh, because I, I all I all I want is good stuff out there about her. When I did I did a story too, it, it took me a month after her passing, but I just took some of the, the music that she sent me, some of the some of the text messages. I wanted her sons to hear, you know, because there was a lot got, in the you press know, about. To be
2: honest, I still have to finish it. I, when you <laughs> sent it to me, I couldn't get through. It was too painful a time. I yeah. couldn't. No, I, I couldn't get through it, and I don't think they could either well, at the, that time. But it's something that we can we can you know. I can Maybe confess
1: now. the same with yours. I got about and about twenty minutes, and it was too hard yeah. for me to hear it with yeah. your podcast about her when you came back. But it, but I I really there was that there was you know speculation about what had happened with the crash, and I just and I knew those t- two boys. You know, I only spent an afternoon with them on Mother's Day of this year with them at the LA Coliseum. But, um, but I wanted to do something that was a loving tribute, the way I kind of saw her, and some of the stuff we're talking about today. And I really thought uh, long and hard about uh, mentioning what she told me about Ellen, which is in this book now, so I feel better about that. But I asked her, have you ever been in love? And she said, and she took a while to answer it. And then she told me, yes, with Ellen. And that um, you know, was one of the most special relationships she had had. And she talked about this, that at that time, there was no bisexual. There was no, you know, there weren't all these different terms. And I really think that Anne needs, you know, her between her and Ellen, they 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 need more credit for changing the world in this way for so many people. Well, Ellen got acceptance. a lot of credit,
2: Anne didn't.
1: I know, and she should. Yes, let's change that, Heather. We'll, and, we'll yeah, and,
2: and and the miss, you know, look, she, the, she was always misjudged and always misreported on. And one thing that I would just like to get clear because you know you mentioned the accident, and 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 I want to make sure that everybody circles back and, and understands that that you know the toxology report showed that she had no alcohol in her system mm-hmm. and that drugs played no part in the accident so while it was reported for so long that she was i know hammered and sick. that's why the accident happened and then nobody goes back to like finish up the story right. and say hey wait a minute no she actually was not so i, I just want that to be clear because i bet you there's a lot of people listening that will will be like Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that she was completely cleared, and there were no drugs or alcohol that impacted the accident. So I just want to put that out there.
1: Thank you for clarifying that you're 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 absolutely right. I wanted to mention before we go to break here, Heather uh, had sent me Ann's favorite songs. All of the songs are not um, mis- you know, just chosen by me in this episode. These were Anne's favorite songs that were played we've played throughout this show. and. I'd love you to pick up a copy of Anne's new book, Anne Haish. Call me Anne. You're going to love it. We'll be right back.
0: Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com.
5: Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of the Jeremiah Show. So listen.
4: Hi, this is Carol Swarbrick. Check out Miss Lillian, More Than a President's Mother. It's a wonderful film, and you can find that on Amazon Prime. And I am so pleased to bring you back to The Jeremiah Show. Where we go, where we go, where we go, where we go, where where we go, where we go, where we go, now? where we go, where we go, where we go, where we where we go, oh, where we go, oh, where we go, where we go, where we go,
1: Okay, we do have to say goodbye, unfortunately, just for now, and I hope that we get to see each other again. Can you finish, in the book, I love this, um, can you finish these sentences just to kind of wrap it up about, you know, the book is, Call Me Anne, please go pick up a copy, fascinating read fascinating person um fascinating mind and you will be better for knowing and a bit like heather and i are i guarantee it finish these sentences for me god told me so what did god tell her
2: God told me so. That that's a, that's a long answer. Okay. That's a, she followed. Well, she that that's a long chapter, and you have to read that chapter. Okay. It's fascinating. It's a fascinating story of something that happened to her in New York City.
1: All right. Well, there's way too much to talk about, and well, maybe we'll have to do another one soon, and uh, make this a an annual occasion to remember her. Um, just I also just want to say, I mean, five foot five maybe a hundred pounds, little girl, but she was a warrior. And I'm so glad that um, you have taken from Ann uh, that you're not afraid, that you have no fear, that you can face things. I think we can all learn from that. Heather Duffy Boylston, um, Ann's best friend, her publicist. And it looks like the job continues, um, but you have a great boss, right? <laughs> the book is called Me Anne," and you can pick it up anywhere there any final words
2: no I just appreciate I appreciate your support uh, you were a good friend to Anne and I know how much she she really valued your friendship when we did the show for the first time your show I closed the computer and she looked at me and she goes he's cute <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's <laughs> another really story did, for that dinner on the beach that um, was...
2: <laughs> so so um, I, I I definitely uh, feel her as part of this interview so yeah um, so, thank you for giving us the opportunity to 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 talk about her and, and with such love and respect.
1: oh, well, it I, I do, and it's mutual. and uh, the feeling's mutual. you know, the love that we have for Anne. I'm just gonna say one last thing. I did have a dream about Anne because you were so you shared all of your your personal stuff there with how you feel her. I had a dream about her um, a, a couple weeks ago, and i it was a traumatic event for me. I got fired from a job that had meant a lot to me in this dream. and she appeared. And she grabbed my hand and we went out to dinner. And I remember walking down these steps, these spiral steps. And she had on my, she's gripping my hand like it's going to be all right. And uh, my mood changed. And I remember just laughing and I woke up happy and I felt like there was closure there. So Missy Ann, we all love you. Uh, The book is Call Me Ann. Communicate. Have no fear. Dance a little crazy (laughs) and, uh, and and evolve. Call me in. (laughs) Have a good week, everybody.
4: I used to spend my nights out in a barroom. Liquor was it only the love I know. But you rescued me from reaching for the butter and brought me back from being too far gone you're as smooth yes fantasy risky you're as sweet as strawberry wine you're as warm as a glass of brandy And I'll stay stung On your love All the time mm-hmm. I've looked for love in all the same old places Found a bottle of our bottles away. Dry. But when you poured out your heart, I didn't waste it. Cause there's nothing like your love. Do you get me high? You're as smooth as Tennessee whiskey. You're as sweet as strawberry wine. You're as warm as a glass of brandy, and honey, I'll stay strong on your love all the time.
0: or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve.
3: Denny Jeremiah, you're loved, Holmes.
5: I love you. I love you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.